Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. People need to know who the hell's in charge here. What the rules are. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 188, Jamie. 188. Right. You know how I remember? How? 1988, the Mets had the best record in the National League. They were playing the Dodgers in the playoffs. The Mets had beaten the Dodgers 10 out of 11 times. And when they went into the playoffs against each other, you figured the Mets have to win. They've taken 10 out of 11. Well, they were up uh, two games to one with a chance to go up three games to one. Dwight Gooden gives up a home run to Mike Sosha, who doesn't even hit home runs. <laughs> they tie the series 2-2. Dodgers, spoiler alert, go on to win the series. And then they go on to, to beat Oakland that year on the Kirk Gibson home run that he was injured. He couldn't even play. He limped out to the batter's box. He limped around the bases. Never had another at bat was the MVP, one of the most famous home runs ever, and more importantly, the Mets lost the playoffs and they should have won. 1988, thank you. So, episode 188. How do you remember this? <laughs> well, wait till you hear about 189. I got some stuff. Oh, oh Lord, I'm I got some ask. stuff. No, no, it may be good stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know when I'll run out because, you know, the 80s and 90s, I remember those. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's a while ago. It is a while ago. Now, uh, By is. the way, I may not have been alive at that point. I'm just telling you what I've read. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let's get to The Walking Dead. This, again, reminding everyone, if it's your first time, this is a Walking Dead podcast. Yes, right? it is. <laughs> okay. We'll get to the review of Here's Negan in a few minutes, but let's talk about some news. The final season, season 11 of The Walking Dead, we have a premiere date, Jamie, August 22nd. Woo! Oh, yes. Now, I think my morning show... Oh, by the way, I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand, The Morning Show. Oh, yeah. And that's Hi. Jamie from Light <laughs> FM in New York. My morning show will be on vacation as of that Friday, I believe. <gasps> so I'll be on vacation. I won't have to worry about getting up early. 
Although with AMC Premiere, I watch it on Thursday or Friday anyway. Uh, but I have to now determine whether or not I want to do an episode of Walkers and Talkers in August if I'm on vacation. Which, by the way, spoiler alert, I'm on vacation right now. I was just going to say, wait, you're on vacation now. Yes, but for the people. <laughs> for the people. I'm doing an episode with you guys. And by the way, Brooklyn Boys, we did an episode yesterday, which was Monday the 5th, even though we're on vacation. This is the kind of dedication wow. that Dave, David Brody podcasts and his co-hosts <laughs> believe in. So uh, I'm 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 lounging at uh, Club Couch right now. Well, I'm in my basement, but I'm all inclusive Club Couch where I have all the sodas I want in my refrigerator, free snacks, free snacks that I can get myself in the cabinet. Now, if you watched Here's Negan, you saw the final teaser trailer for season eleven. Did you see it, Jamie? Whoa, yes, I did. Okay, so it was a conglomeration of all the trailers we've shown you before which was uh, the interrogation room, the cake, which Jamie loves, the ice cream, cream, the courtroom. And then the last scene, which they added, was a locker with orange armor in it. Yes. And that's Mercer's armor. Mercer's the the badass we've been talking about for a while. Remember we thought the the guy with... with, Maggie was was possibly Mercer. Oh, we thought Elijah was for a hot second. Right, because he had the two weapons. So that's Mercer. So I want to play the audio off of my phone. High tech here now. Uh, oh, okay. of, of, of the audio. Here we go. Why are you here? Well, I was on the road with my traveling companions. Do you consider yourself a fundamentally honest person? Yes. Have you ever been vaccinated for the measles? Would you like the dates? What did your parents do for a living? My folks. Do you have friends in the area that we should be aware of? No. If you are deemed a threat, you will go through reprocessing. What's reprocessing? If you're not a threat, then you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I like Poor Eugene. Eugene. You, you, you want the dates? <laughs> yes, and, the, and you know what? I yeah. laugh because I'm like, he could give you the dates. Yeah, he he's such a it. dork. He knows his vaccination dates from pre-apocalypse <laughs> from 13 years ago. He said, I remember when that was. Yeah, I'll give you the dates. Okay, so August 22nd. I don't know if we'll get any more teasers for a while, but they are filming. I believe they're in episode three right now, filming for season 11. Lots of Jeffrey Dean Morgan news to talk about. Uh, I so think much. you have all of it. So why don't you give us some of it? Um, What do you have for us, Jamie? I had no idea about him. So Jeffrey D. Morgan talked about the most horrible role that almost made him quit acting. You know the hot wing eating show, The Hot Ones? Oh, absolutely. With uh, Sean Evans. Yes, we had him him on the Elvis Strand Morning Show because I wanted wanted him to come on. (laughs) I'm a big fan. And uh, (laughs) he made Greg T., who was on our show at the time, uh, now this is the funny part. This is also my idea. Elvis, he interviewed Elvis, but he made Greg T eat the wings for him. <laughs> I, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. So what was he? What okay. was his awful role? So, so JDM was on Hot Ones, and he admitted that the role that he hated, that he wanted to quit acting, was Star Trek Enterprise. So Jeffrey told him, "I turns out I'm claustrophobic." He goes, "I had a really hard time doing the makeup process, and I had straws in my nose." I've never been on a set where I went home at night and just thought, what am I doing? I made the worst fucking decision of my life. Explicit. I'd, explicit. <laughs> I don't want to be an actor ever again. So he goes, this has to be wrong. It's horrible. I want to quit. So he played a reptilian in one episode, and he said that the process that was required for the prosthetic fitting on his face, he I'm sorry. Out. I'm sorry, what? The 
prosthetic fitting. You saw oh, fitting on his face. Fitting, like he had a yeah. He played a reptilian. Oh, I so thought they you said this... sitting on his face. I'm like, that's, oh no. Oh that's, well, I... that's something else. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so the fitting on his face, he freaked out, and they basically kind of joke like it was just to pay the bills because his his face was unrecognizable. So he was in a full mask, like a walker almost. Almost with like straws up his nose and he hated it. I think I would freak out too. So he wanted to quit, but thank goodness he did not. Okay. All right. Well, that, yeah, good. Because we, we wouldn't have him as... Uh, we wouldn't have him. Wouldn't have him as Negan. So, okay, good. You had lent me the Here's Negan comic book when it came out back in 2017. You yes. You got it immediately. That's it shows you how long we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. So you bought a copy of it. I read it. And there are a lot of differences between the comic and the TV show. And my dear friend who I've never met and only spoken to through email, Kirsten Acuna from insider.com listed. Oh, she wrote an article, <laughs> the 10 biggest differences from the walking dead finale of here's Negan from the comic book version. So here's a few mm. of them that I thought were pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, Negan is with Lucille when she learns of her cancer diagnosis in the comics. She collapses. Negan takes her to the hospital and they find out that she has cancer together. Obviously oh. different from what we saw on the show. We'll talk about yes. that later. Negan cheated on his wife in the comics and on the show. However, in the comics, he kept sleeping with the other woman after Lucille had cancer. That's and when low. he told the woman he was sleeping with, she calls him an asshole and kicks him out. So he was more of a dick in the comic books. It seems, yes. In the con- now, Look, if you want to read here's Negan, these aren't really spoilers. They're just plot points. Yeah. Lucille dies as soon as the apocalypse starts. So she never really sees the world turn like she does on the TV show. So she gets cancer, goes to the hospital and dies. That's, that's yes. basically it. You don't see her as much as you do in the TV show. Yeah, that's right. On the TV show, Negan burned the house down. We'll talk about that with Lucy Walker, Lucille in it. In the comic, Negan lives the sequel, which I just bid on, on eBay because now I have to read it. I forgot. It came out in July 2020. Negan I returns read, to the hospital. I didn't read that either. We, You know what? We talked about it on the podcast. You should probably listen to the podcast. I, I, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. It's the comic <laughs> he released direct to, sto- to comic stores and gave all the oh, profits to the stores who were suffering during this. the pandemic. There yes, you go. So it came out in July 2020. I forgot to get it, so I ordered it. It was $5 new. I think I'm, I'm bidding like $7, $8 on it on... Uh, on eBay, please don't bid against me. Well, by the time you hear this, hopefully <laughs> I will have won it. Yes. Um, there's a there's a bunch that are up for bid, so you know, and and it's also they're also on Amazon. You can get them everywhere. Anyway, um, in the comic, the leather jacket that she gives him that she saved for him that he bought, he randomly found it one day in a store as he's passing through with other survivors. I remember that now from the comic, which he sort of did on the TV show. Remember. When he was um, out, when he first got out of prison, he was in that store with the barking dogs. Oh, yeah. And he happened to find a leather jacket, which, by the way, yep. there's no way that happens. There's no way <laughs> no, you d- 12 years into the apocalypse, nobody took that jacket. It's not sitting there. Right. And the TV show, Negan runs into Laura Tatneck, right? She gives him the bat. Yep. In the comic books, he runs into Dwight and Sherry. Hmm. Now, you have the comic, so... You can look that up if you don't believe me. <laughs> I believe you. Dwight takes uh, him back to his camp. He eventually takes over the group, which becomes the Saviors. Negan got his baseball bat from Laura. In the comics, Negan takes it from some rando who later dies. 
So they I made like everything. The tat neck twist. Yeah, they, they right. Well, speaking of the of the tat neck. Well, let me. I'll get to that later. I okay. want to talk about the tat neck twist because there's a story about that, which I'll get to in a minute. In the comic book, um, Negan was exiled. Right. Remember, he was uh, sent off in the yes. comics. He misses 19 issues, and then in the finale, they show Negan's alive, living in a cabin on a farm. What was that? Motorcycles. Oh, it's Norman. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Norman. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, Negan was alive at the end of The Walking Dead in a, in a house uh, far away from everybody else with a grave for Lucille nearby. So the story is that this past episode was a nod to that in that Carol sent him off to the cabin. Yes. Right? But he doesn't stay there. They want the Maggie-Negan tension. Interesting. I know we talked about this, but I'll refresh everyone's memory. In the comic book Negan Lives, Robert Kirkman told readers he put he wrote an article that he was going to have maggie kill negan in episode 174 however the artist charlie adler convinced him not to he said that would be obvious and forced if maggie killed negan and then i read a whole letter that he wrote about how they they wanted that they should show society being better imagine if maggie lets him live what could we say about our society anyway in the comics because Kirkman had written his death in 174 and oh. Adler was like, I don't want to draw this. We shouldn't do this. The 19 next episodes were already written as if Negan was dead. Oh, man. So then they just threw him in the last issue because at that point they're like, all right, well, we can bring him back because we didn't kill him. But he wasn't in the storyline because in Kirkman's mind, he was going to be dead. Whoa. So in the TV show, he's back because he decided... He wanted to face his demons or Maggie and come back so that we can see the drama unfold in season 11. Dun, 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 oh, there's dun. drama. <laughs> oh, they're drama. They'd be drama. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Jamie. Yes. What else you got for us? So Angela King said they've been trying to do a Here's Negan episode for years. So she told Insider they've been interested in bringing the Here's Negan story to life since its release in 2017, like you just said, but they could never find the right place for it. So they said having Negan's backstory a little earlier may have helped show-only fans better understand the very complex character during a time when fans felt The Walking Dead became more or less kind of the Negan show. Oh, yeah, you know, that's that's uh, I like that idea. They maybe should have because I a lot so of people too. tuned the show off. Yes! They thought he's, first yeah. of all, they thought he was pure evil, which they depicted him as, and it was very oppressive, it was very it was. like downtrodden. Oh, he burned the beds. He was just crapping on him for a season and a half. <laughs> and so if they had shown that maybe there was some morality there, explained it a little, but they 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 didn't they didn't work it in. So I, I agree. And King said that in season eight they were so focused on telling the story of the show's main cast and moving forward, they just didn't see a way to fit in the Negan story. But I, I agree. I think if we had seen that backstory, we may have felt a little different about him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of Angela Kang, she said they are going to do a twist on the Michonne story from the Ooh. comics. Now, I talked about this when we when I said there was the, the wall of the missing, uh, yes. about missing people. So just a reminder, in case you're not listening to this podcast in order, which, of course, I hope you should you be. <laughs> in the TV show, Michonne goes to Commonwealth and she sees a picture on the wall of her daughter, Elodie, saying, have you seen my mother? Now, she doesn't have a daughter in, in the TV show. She had a young son who's dead. Yes. And she's off the show. So 
Angela Kang says, um, we may see some version of that storyline adapted, but perhaps with another character, Kang says. Yes, I think for comic book fans, that definitely means something specific. So if you look at... Now, it could be more people who come to the Commonwealth, but if it's just the people who first go, Eugene doesn't have any family that we know of. No. Unless, unless it's, you know, a long-lost brother or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yumiko, do we really care if she has any family? She hasn't mentioned anybody in her family dying. We don't really, and Magna too, like we don't really know right. any uh, Don't really, a princess them. wouldn't be the person because we've already had enough of princess for a while. Yeah. <laughs> King Ezekiel, did he talk about any family members, any long lost kids? He didn't have any kids. No, and Henry's gone, spoiler. Right, he never talked about a wife or anything. Nope. And so it's just, I'm not forgetting anybody, am I? That's the only people that, that are there. Yeah. Right, Eugene, Ezekiel, Yumiko. And Princess. There wasn't there, there's no fourth person? Not Princess? That's it? Um, I think that was it. Hmm. Okay. Yumiko, Eugene, and Ezekiel. Okay. No, I don't, I, I guess one of them. Uh, now, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense to bring Morgan's kid back because Morgan's not on the show. You could have Morgan's kid there, Ooh. Dwayne. But that then, would be crazy. But Morgan is seven years in the past, roughly six years in the past. He's, yeah, that so that wouldn't line up. Now you could have, technically, Morgan could be at Commonwealth also, because seven years from now, on fear, he he could be living in Commonwealth. That that is true. He could have gone back. Right. Somebody's going to find a lost relative or best friend. I uh, just. Can't figure it out yet. There's nothing I obvious. I see more of a best friend maybe than a relative with the group we're dealing with. Right. I, none of them are old. I mean, Ezekiel's old enough to have kids, but he's did he he never mentioned losing a kid in the I apocalypse. I don't believe he ever had biological children. Right. And he didn't mention his wife. Did he ever mention his wife dying? No. Nope. Nope. Right. And Yumiko hasn't talked about a girlfriend dying. Nope. Right. Because she's gay. Right. And she is. Yeah. But maybe Princess talked about. Family and brothers and stepdads and maybe she meets a brother. Or yeah, something. how much know. plot are you going to give her? Oh, that that would be giving her a lot. I I have to. say. I mean, is it really like oh my god? Like I don't know any of them that would be oh my god at this point. It. I agree with you. Like if Abraham was alive and you found Abraham, that'd be like oh my god, it's Abraham. Yeah. Abraham's <laughs> Abraham's dead. Spoiler. He's Spoiler. dead. So I'm not sure like who's left to bring back. Uh, everybody's gone. That, that would want anybody, that would be anybody that I could think of. So unless yeah. they're going to hold it for when more cast members show up to the Commonwealth, maybe Carol has a sister or something. I don't know. Her kids are dead. Spoiler. Oh, Her so daughter, Sophia. right? Sophia. Sophia. Dead. Yeah. Sophia's dead. Spoiler, everybody. Okay. <laughs> so All right. And Lizzie. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what else? Spoiler. What else you got, Jamie? Angela King says more Negan backstory is unlikely to make its way into the 11th and final season, which I'm kind of sad about, but I get it. But but this is so exciting. But the beginnings of The Saviors is a story that can potentially happen in another spinoff or the upcoming anthology series, oh, Tales of the Walking Dead. I'm up for that. I would love it. So this is what she said. There's a ton of story in terms of what happened between Here's Negan and his very first murder monologue and when our characters cross him in the season six finale. 
She said, I really hope that this is a story that is told at some point, but it probably won't be on the Walking Dead Mothership series. So, like I said, the spinoffs. Right. And JDM has repeatedly expressed an interest in a Negan film or another kind of continuation set before him for the character for The Walking Dead. So, I could totally see a movie for him or the spinoff or one of the tales of The Walking Dead. I would love to see more. I'm up for that. All right. Okay, so I kind of touched on this briefly before, but so here's where there's some conflict of interest. If you watched Talking Dead for this episode, they talked about Laura being brought back and the writer says, well, in the comics, it's Dwight, but we didn't want to bring Dwight back because it might steal focus away from Negan. And we wanted to keep the story more about Negan. So we brought Laura back because we thought that would be a nod to the fans, but it wouldn't take away from Negan. Right? Okay, okay. Somebody should have told this to Angela Kang. (laughs) Oh my God. Because she says, we wanted Dwight to come back on the show. (gasps) No! Because he's in the comic books, but the scheduling didn't work out. Fear the Walking Dead films opposite times of the year normally as the Walking Dead. But because of the pandemic, everybody was filming at the same time. It wouldn't have worked to bring him over because he's filming in Texas right now. Oh my God. She said, we were like, okay, well, let's think about our other saviors and who is a sympathetic former savior. Most of them are not really sympathetic. But Laura was always a savior that you think she doesn't seem that bad. Plus, she joined (laughs) our heroes on the show before Beta killed her. Spoiler, Beta killed her. Yeah. So they brought her back specifically or she was available. One or the other. Yeah, true. (laughs) To bring her back because Dwight and Sherry were in Texas filming Fear. But then why would the writer say that he had no intention of, like, he made it artsy. He made it like it was an artistic choice not to bring Dwight back. And it was just scheduling. <laughs> and by the way, if it was Dwight on the show, it would have been cool, but would you really have been, like, thrown for the, the two minutes that he was on the show that it wasn't about Negan? Of course it was about Negan. But, but it would have been called Here's Negan. <laughs> right, but it would have, like, he was in the comic. It wouldn't have been like, oh, my God, it's the Dwight show. So that didn't seem right to me when I saw it on Talking Dead. And Angela Kang blows that out of the water. <laughs> Angela Kang calls bullshit on the guy who wrote the episode. <laughs> so how about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> so, all right. Here's Negan, Jamie. Did you like the episode? I love the episode. A lot of people did, as did I. And we'll talk about it right after this. Hey, this is Seth Rogen, executive producer of the show Preacher on AMC. And you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay. Now, here's Negan. Well, I was very excited. Uh, some of the episodes of this six-episode miniseries were a little... Eh. This was solid. This was really good. Uh, oh, very, so very good. Let's, let's, let's start breaking it down. Um, it starts off with Maggie walking with Herschel uh, down the street in Alexandria. And she's reminiscing about her time with Glenn. Uh, she sees Negan working on a house across the street. He sees her. They give each other that awkward look. Oh, and God. So Carol awkward. sees the whole thing from the window. Kind of creepy on Carol's part. That she's looking out the Carol, window. And Maggie specifically was like, hi, Barbara, and ignores Negan. And, and Daryl's, uh, Carol's just creeping in the window. Like, yeah, like she was some like witch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of did, and the window was all broken. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was creepy. Anyway, Carol and Negan are walking in the woods. She's carrying a dead rabbit, by the way, which is also creepy. Yep. He thanks her for getting him out of town. And he says, listen, uh, I'm wondering, since I did you that favor killing Alpha, spoiler, Alpha's dead. That maybe you could put in a good word for me and get the ball rolling. But Maggie, you know, I figured like you owe me that. And she sort of looks at him and keeps walking like, eh, I'm not sure that's going to work out for you like that. No (laughs) words. So they walk to a cabin. Do you recognize the cabin? I was... I, yes and no. I need a refresher on that. Uh, think a few weeks ago and Leah's was cabin. It that, wait, was it that cabin? Yeah, the chair was there. Why did it, You know what? That looked familiar, but then the outside to me looked different. If it wasn't the same cabin, F me, but I'm pretty sure it was the same cabin. <laughs> well, now that you say the inside, that's what I thought from the outside. I thought, is that Leah's not? And then when he walked inside, I'm like, wait, I think it is. Well, why wouldn't? <laughs> why not use the same the same uh, cabin? Might as well to cut down on locations. Also, she can go. Oh, this is where Daryl's ex girlfriend lived. I'll stick Negan's ass there. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll I'll fill this house. When they first walked into the cabin, and if you have a chance to go back and watch the episode, it looked much brighter than it normally does. The actual like video uh, and that is of course i told you guys they're using digital film now instead of movie film oh that's right you did say that and it really looked like um it looked like a cbs drama like it looked <laughs> it, it, it looked like most regular tv shows in terms of lighting and feel and i don't from a technical standpoint don't tweet me if you're a tv guy i'll, I'll look it up uh i don't know why they can't put a filter on it to make it look darker to make it look more like like a movie 
Yeah, I agree with you. So it it looked very much like a like a CBS, you know, cop show or something. <laughs> anyway, they go in the cabin. All of Negan's things are there, and she she says uh, the cabin. Sorry, the council voted to banish you. And uh, he she says, I know what you want, but that's not going to happen. I know I promised it to you, but it's better than you deserve. That's true. He says to her, did the council really banish me? Or is this Carol seizing the reins? And she (laughs) smiles at him and hands him the rabbit and leaves. Oh, she gave him quite the smirk. Now, Angela Kang admitted in an interview uh, that she did that that was all Carol's decision. Which is why at the end of the episode, he's able to walk right back in. And she says, Father Gabriel, get your car. Oh, yeah, that's right. She did say that. Right. You're right. She said, I didn't want, she says, Maggie's getting, well, we'll get to the ending. I don't want to give the ending away. Okay. Credits roll. He's alone in the cabin drinking. So I guess they left him with some liquor. He started imagining uh, and seeing classic evil Negan. Yep. Who says to him, it's a shame you thought these people would see you for anything other than what you are, which is me, which is evil Negan. Little pig, little pig. Now, in addition to having a lot less gray hair as evil Negan, he True. seems to have more spaces in his teeth. I noticed, I think that's just, yeah, I, I kind of noticed that too. Now, maybe that's just because with the dark hair, his teeth stand out more. But I noticed that in the, in the, in the um, murder speech at the end, that he looked, he looked a lot more like murder Negan in season six, season seven, rather. <laughs> he did. <laughs> anyway, he says to his imaginary self, you're a clown. You're a cult of personality with no cult. Ooh. Uh, e- Evil Negan says, we got much further with a kind word and Lucille than we ever did with just a kind word. And he, of course, Negan throws his glass of whiskey at the chair, which is yep. a waste of good whiskey and a glass in the apocalypse. I know. Who gets a drink out of a glass anymore? Yeah. Uh, he heads to the tree where Rick cut his throat and he starts remembering the fight and Michonne telling him his bat was still out there. So a return sort of of uh, Rick and Michonne to the episode. Yeah, that I loved it. Even though it was a little flashback, I let, yeah. I'll take it. He starts digging up the entire hill, which is a little far-fetched. Um, he's convinced they buried it right there or it, it buried itself. It sunk into the ground. Keep yeah. in mind, that was eight years ago, right? Cause, uh, about eight years ago, Because yeah. Rick was, was around for a year and then it was a six-year time jump. And then he got out of the he got out of jail, so seven and a half years, whatever, whatever it's been. So the bat is it's you know, it's kind of rotted away a little bit. But it was no surprise he found in the bat he found the bat because we saw it in the trailer. Thanks, trailer guy. Yeah, yeah, trailer guy, spoiler. <laughs> uh at this point you see a walker coming up the hill from a distance, right? Um the, the whole time he's digging. So you know, I called Walker bullshit because the sun was going down, and that Walker what went ten feet. Yeah, yeah, he didn't walk. For, I mean, he didn't ever walk really fast anyway. But you knew but he was, was going to kill him with the bat slow. at some point. <laughs> All right, flashback twelve years. Uh, so this tells you that the uh, the apocalypse had started twelve years ago, at least. Right, he's tied up in a chair, and a couple of bikers have him with a hood on his head. Yeah, he says they need to let him go. Uh, and now you're like, well, clearly he gets away at some point, right? Because he's Negan. Oh, yeah. The biker has a jacket on that says Ohio on the back. So you don't know exactly where that was that he lived. They have his wife's chemotherapy in a cooler. He says, if you keep me here, it kills me and her. That's what he thought at the time. 
We'll discuss that later. They want to know where he got it because it's refrigerated, and they figure wherever he got it, those people must have some other cool things. And must uh, have some good stuff. He says, I told you where, where they were. And he says, no, you lied to us. We went there and wasted our time. There was no road, no sign of life. Nobody's been there. The whole time they're talking, he's unscrewing a bolt underneath the chair. Yes. Conveniently, which he never actually gets open. But No, he doesn't. It does show up later in the show, so I'm mentioning it now. He tells them he tracked some people with medical supplies and campers. Uh, Flashback two to three days before the scene. He pulls a gun on a, a guy... Uh, a black gentleman we've never seen before. And uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is dizzy and and his eyes are blurry and he's weak. Uh, he gets hit over the head with a bat, which ends up being Lucille, by the way. And who hit him Ooh. with the bat? Tatneck. Tatneck Laura. <laughs> I literally went, oh my God, it's Tatneck yeah. as soon as I saw that. Yeah. He wakes up, he's handcuffed to the chair by the doctor. His name is Franklin. Franklin opens the handcuffs and feeds him. I guess at this point he trusts him. He he's like, you're not going to harm me, lot. are you? You're going to be good? He's like, I'll be good. He's Clearly like, yes, he didn't sir. know he, was ne- he turns into Negan. Um, he says, you must be pretty desperate trying to rob a bunch of doctors with an empty gun because they only had the one bullet. And okay. uh, yep. Yep. Lucille, well, we find out later Lucille uses it for uh, to kill a walker. But anyway. Negan tells him his wife has cancer. He's trying to help her. He says he was a high school teacher, but he taught himself how to give her chemo uh, unless something goes wrong. And the doctor says, did something go wrong? He says, yep, something went wrong. So now we're flashing back six weeks. So a lot of people were asking, how long was he away from Lucille until he came home to find her? Six weeks. I was just going to say about six weeks. Right. And the flashback told you that. You just got to keep following the bouncing ball. Yep. I thought they did a great job, by the way, making Jeffrey Dean Morgan look younger. Yeah, they did. It's all about the the uh, beard dye. <laughs> well, yeah, and they, they made his hair different. And yeah, uh, he tells Lucille he wants to turn the generator off because there's a walker outside, and the noise is attracting the walker. Now that plays a role, a big role in the show that he Ooh, that the generator yeah. attracts walkers. She says you need to kill it, and he says no, and turns the generator off. So at this point. Negan is not comfortable killing walkers and would rather avoid the, the uh, conflict and just turn the generator off and be cold. He checks on her chemotherapy in the refrigerator. It's cold enough. And, uh, you know, for a little while, they keep the generator off until the walker goes away. Yeah. Um, he's reading a book to her and they can hear a walker outside again. She says, you need to take care of it. And he goes outside and... He's very scared and he's wearing goofy goggles. Which, I know. He's, he looks like a nerd. Which he said um, that, that uh, you know, it was during the whole pandemic uh, initial when people were wearing goggles. Yes. And he they were there for when, like, the actors, like the walkers would spit. He didn't want walker spit getting on him. So he <laughs> wore goggles. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> now, if you noticed, there was a walker close up with him, which we didn't see in the other episodes. No, we didn't. So I wonder if that particular walker... Had a mouth guard on or a mask or something underneath. Oh, God, and he was snapping at his face. He I was, was like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> anyway, he has a hard time fighting with it. He stabs it in the eye. It doesn't die. Um, and uh, Lucille shoots it in the head and says, well, that was our last bullet. Now, I imagine Lucille was going to use that bullet to kill herself. You kind of get that vibe. Yeah. Yes. 
Anyway, she took her IV pole outside, um, which was badass. She walked out with it to shoot the walker. Yeah. She, she tells <laughs> him to turn her. the generator back on. I want to watch a movie. <laughs> so she's like, she's the, the ballsy ass chick at this point. I love her. The next day he's out trying to get gas. Uh, he's siphoning out gas with his mouth and he finds, I guess, a pot gummy or a pot brownie in the glove compartment of the car. And uh, he gives it to her for her nausea. Anyway, there's a big montage of them uh, having fun wearing wigs, her getting chemo, being in love. And I thought, well, this is a better montage than the rat trap montage from last week, right? Yes, <laughs> much better. This was at least something. And they were um, they were playing the song like uh, You Are So Beautiful to Me by oh, yeah. Joe Cocker. Yep. Uh, which we find out later is their favorite song. Now, there's a walker outside at the end of the montage attracted to the generator. And Negan is annoyed that he had to kill the last walker, which he didn't. She did. And she says, you know, killing an animal is the same thing, right? It's just like killing an animal. They're not really people. And he says, I'm just worried I'm going to get used to killing them. And she says, okay, fine. She gives in again and doesn't make him go out and kill the walker. She says, okay, turn the generator off. Okay. Mm -hmm. They have dinner and she says, oh, if I knew dog food tasted this good, I would have eaten it a long time ago. (laughs) She gives him the leather jacket. She says, happy anniversary. And she says, he says, you actually know what day this is? She says, no, I just wanted you to have it. It's, it's the leather jacket. Okay. So we don't know what the leather jacket's from at that point, but it's a leather jacket. She says, it's been in the closet the whole time. Um, I wanted to return it. It was expensive, but I couldn't. So I stuck it in the closet. (laughs) Well, because it's their anniversary, possibly. They decide to open up a bottle of some kind of alcohol that they were saving. And they must have fallen asleep. They wake up the next day and the refrigerator is leaking. The freezer is leaking. It defrosted and the chemotherapy bags are, are bad. They can't. They weren't refrigerated because he didn't want to go out and kill the walker and they got drunk, which is why I say to you kids, kill the walker and alcohol, (laughs) alcohol is bad. And if you drink too much of it, especially in a pandemic, bad. So he says, I heard about some traveling doctors uh, in the area. I'm going to find them. And she says, no, I need you to stay. I need you to stop and just please relax. Yeah. Flashback seven months earlier, pre-apocalypse, which means the apocalypse happened roughly 13 years ago, right? From, oh, yeah, yeah. From, from where we are now. 12 yeah. years, seven more months, six weeks of on the road, roughly 13 years ago. Negan's in his basement playing online video games, calling the other kids pussies, and talking to them about <laughs> shit in their pants. Oh, my God. So, classic Negan. Classic. Lucille is yelling at him because he bought a $600 Happy Days bullshit jacket. Like like the Fonz. Get the Fonz. It's the leather jacket. She says, you can't be a gym teacher anymore. You have an assault on your record. And he says he has a couple of leads on jobs and he's just celebrating early. She said, I'm returning it. And he says, I threw away the receipt. This is before, 13 years ago. You, you couldn't just swipe your credit card and they could see if you bought it. You needed, you needed the actual receipt. <laughs> yeah. We find out it's because he beat a guy up and put him in the hospital when she's on the phone talking to her friend Janine. And I put friend in quotes. Oh, friend. Yeah. Mm, wink, wink. 
Negan made dinner for her, and he got all fancy with white wine reduction and seasoning. <laughs> who would have thought? Who knew he was such a cook? Yeah, who knew? She reminds him that she has a that she needs a lift tomorrow to get her MRI, and he says, "What are you talking about? What MRI?" What, uh, what do you mean you need a lift tomorrow? He completely forgot she had an appointment. He says, I can't. I have to meet with my parole officer tomorrow. Oh. He says, they're just going to keep you sitting around for hours and then tell you everything's fine. Cut to Lucille at the doctor's office being told she has cancer, but they caught it early. Hmm. Mm. Now, in the comics, if you remember, they found out together. So she's. it's even worse now. She's it, alone. It's, it's so much worse. Oh, God. The doctor says, do you have someone to drive you home? Right? Yep. Now, that's kind of weird because she didn't get... She's not on medicine. I think she was in shock. Yeah, right. And if somebody drove her home, I guess they have to leave the car there. Um, she says, I have someone to drive me home. Yes, she lied. She doesn't. Lied, yeah. She keeps calling Negan to come get her. Oh. He doesn't answer the phone. She calls her friend Janine. She doesn't answer the phone. By the way, that's a big mistake. If you're going to cheat, one of you's got to answer the damn phone. I guess one of you better. <laughs> she calls, and by the way, I'm not, I'm not advocating cheating or trying to help people cheat. She calls his parole officer and he says, I don't have an appointment with him for another two weeks. Oh. So she looks at her phone and she sees, I called Negan, I called Janine, called Negan, called Janine, called Negan, called Janine. And she just puts two and two together that they're having an affair. Mm. Now, I don't know if that's enough of a clue that they're having an affair, but he did lie about where he was and she's not answering the phone. So you might think that. But you can't know yes. it for a fact. The parole officer kind of sealed the deal of Well, but uh, sealed the deal that he's lying, but not that necessarily that he's banging Janine. What if True. it was like a sitcom and he was with Janine buying a present for her? <laughs> then, that, then it would be a sitcom. Right, right. Okay. So he's having an affair and he didn't take her to the doctor when she had cancer. Now, remember, oh. he was banging the other girl in the comics after the fact. At least on the oh. TV show, he stopped cheating once he found out about the uh, the cancer. That I'm really glad about. That would have been so much worse. She gets in the car and she hears on the radio reports of flesh-eating zombies, which we find out on Talking Dead is um, the writer of the episode talking and he's reading the script from Night of the Living Dead. Love that Easter egg. He gets home. She's waiting at the kitchen table with a gun on her lap when he walks in. And he says, what's wrong? And from under the table, she pulls out booklets about cancer and tells him he has cancer. Uh, now, he got very concerned. Had he not, she would have shot him. I'm pretty uh, sure. I think, I think so, too. So back to the flash forward of the flashback. He sa- <laughs> Now, we're back in, in, the, in the flashback. He says, yeah. you knew about me and Janine and never said anything? He says, I broke up with her as soon as you got your diagnosis and I never talked to her again. Oh. As if that was okay. Yeah, I know. And I never talked to her again. She says to him, I want you to know you made up for it and you can stop now. Right? She says, if you really want to help me, just stay. Just stay with me. Like, for the time I have left, just stay. She says, when it's time for you to go without me, you will and you'll do do my fighting for me. But now I just want you to stay. And he says, no, we're not giving up. We're not giving up. Not ever. (laughs) So he leaves, right? Flash forward to him talking to Franklin. And Franklin says, while you were knocked out, we found a note in your pocket with the supplies you need. I sent Lindsay to Tatneck to the warehouse. She got everything you needed. It's all ready to go. And, um, you know, they were really nice to him 
which is it's why he doesn't nice. he doesn't want to give them up to the bikers. Yeah, because they they helped him. They gave him everything he needed, right. which is unbelievable. He says, "I tried to kill you. You guys gave me food, fixed me up, gave me everything I need. What can I do for you?" And Franklin says, "Look, what comes around goes around," and hands uh, his stuff back to him. He gives him the empty gun back to him, and Tatneck says. You know, there's a gang out there in the area. You're going to need more protection than that empty gun. And she gives him the bat. And so we have Lucille. Flash forward now back to the bikers. Negan's still trying to remove the bolt from the chair. The biker says, enough with the endless stories. At first you wouldn't talk. Now I'm begging you to shut up. (laughs) The biker puts a gun to his head and says, I will kill you and your wife will think you ran out on her again. Ooh. So he goes, all right, bring me my map, bring me my map. They untie him so he can draw on the map where the doctor is located. Okay, he says, look, there's decoys on top of the vans. They're not real. They don't have any guns. It's just this guy and his daughter. I guess he assumed it's his daughter. Maybe it's his daughter. I don't know. They say. Yeah, they assumed that uh, Laura was uh, right. Franklin's daughter. Uh, whatever. You know, listen, it could happen naturally. Also, yeah. everybody adopts everybody in the, in the apocalypse. Everybody's kid is everybody's yeah, kid. that's so true. Uh, anyway, he said, is, um, if you're lying, we're going to come back and kill you. So they lock him in the storage room. Fast forward. They come back. They say, you're all good. You can leave, which means they found the doctor and, and, and Tatneck. Um, and so Ooh. Negan goes outside. The RV is there. And you can hear them getting beaten up. They're, oh, they're beating the doctor up and Lindsay, maybe. Ooh. And he still drives off on his motorcycle like, I got my, I got to go. Got to help my wife. When he gets home, there's a note on the bedroom door downstairs. It says, please don't leave me like this. Now, when you saw that, did you think that meant like you shouldn't have left me like this? Or did you know what it meant? At first, that's what I thought. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He walks in and he hears the. Oh. Right? Yeah. Um. Clearly, she's dead, and the note means, don't leave me as a walker. Don't leave yeah. me like this, right? At this point, did you assume it was because the bikers delayed Negan that she died for a split second when you heard the... Um, Because I wasn't sure how long he had been gone, and then when I realized how long it was, I thought, oh, God, she didn't have her medication, so she, of course she's dead. Right. So they show her in bed, tied up with a bag on her head. She took a bunch of pills... And killed herself. Then I knew. <laughs> now, Easter egg, above her bed is a banner, a flag, of Eddie, who is the zombie mascot. Well, he's like a mummified dead person zombie uh, of the uh, heavy metal band Iron Maiden, who I like very oh, much. Oh, yes. That was what the banner was uh, above. And at some point, we did see the Half Moon shirt. When she was laying yes, in bed. Yes, did. Which was, of course, Beta, who Beta was before the apocalypse. Love it. Um, in case you think that she killed herself six weeks ago, I mean, uh, uh, six weeks when he was gone, uh, the writer uh, and Angela Kang all confirmed, if you look at the clothing she's wearing, it's so the sad. exact same clothing. She killed herself the same day or the next day when Negan left, knowing that she didn't want to be a burden to him anymore. Now, yeah. what if he came back oh. the next day with the chemo? I know. That's what I thought. I'm like, wow, that was quick. We didn't uh, waste any time here. Yeah. So he starts crying. He takes out Lucille like he's going to use it on her. 
The background music is You Are So Beautiful to Me, which he sang to her in bed. Uh, He takes off the plastic bag to see her face. She's grabbing him, and he holds her at a safe distance, like, you know, pure love, right? It it, it really was. It it looked for a second like he was going to kiss her, didn't it? Oh, my God. Do you know, I thought the same thing, and I'm like, no, what is, no, don't do that. Right, but you know he doesn't (laughs) die because it's it's a flashback, right? Still, on, on Talking oh. Dead, Hillary Burton Morgan. Hillary Burton Morgan. There yes. you go. She said that that scene was the first time Negan, her husband Jeffrey Dean Morgan, saw her in the Walker makeup. Like she didn't, he didn't see her getting it done when he That's opened the door. Crazy. When he opened the door, that was the first time he was in a room with her as a Walker, and the plastic bag was actually over her head. I would yes. have thought they would have had like a hole or something in it for her or a breathing tube, but she, she actually was having a hard time breathing. She said there was ki- kind of a hole in the back and he took a really long time to get it right. off her head. And <laughs> she said that he he kind of like walked slower than he normally would in the scene where he was staring at her longer than they had planned. And at one point, the bag was going in and out of her mouth. And so when he finally ripped it off her face, she gasped for air in real life. Because, but she kept the scene going. Yeah. Because that was all, it was all one take. Flash forward, he's sitting on the floor, which it looks like he's been for a while. She's still in bed because she's got a string, a rope around her neck tied to the headboard uh-huh. so that she couldn't go anywhere. That night, he finds a fence with barbed wire. I don't know why, he, by the way, he decides to put barbed wire on the bat, but he goes looking for barbed wire and he wraps yeah. it around the bat. He pours gasoline all over their house. Wearing his leather jacket. He looks at it one more time, sets fire to the house. He badass kicks the door down and comes out looking like old school evil Negan. (laughs) He does. As he drives off on his motorcycle, he knocks the mailbox off the post. And did you notice the last name on the mailbox? Smith. Smith. He's Negan Smith. Which I guess is, they, they said on Talking Dead they wanted to give him an everyman name. Like that anybody could have turned evil. Yep. And so Smith is about as every man name as Jones. That's about as every man as you can get. I mean, if you would call him like Negan Goldstein, he'd have a backstory, right? He'd be like, you know, like, oh, he's Jewish. And what's his backstory? Yeah, and if yeah. you gave him like, you know, Cavallo, you'd be like, oh, he's Italian. This way they're like, just generic. He's Smith. He's not O'Shaughnessy. You're like, oh, he's Irish. Yeah. Nope. He's just Smith. You don't know what he is, who he is, what his background is. So he's Smith. Cut to the biker now beating the crap out of Franklin tied to the same chair. He tells Franklin, if he doesn't tell him where the good stuff is, he's going to bring the girl out. Tatnick. Oh, God. Tatnick. At this point, Franklin is also trying to keep, uh, trying to undo the bolts on the chair. Because, you know, he thought, I'll reach under the chair and see if there's bolts I can loosen. And, and of course, Negan had pre-loosened the bolts, so I'm calling loosen bolt bullshit. <laughs> I know. I thought that too. I'm like, mm, same spot. Negan is outside now, and there are a couple other bikers outside. I guess watching standing guard, right? Not very well because they've got guns and Negan blasts one guy over the head for Lucille kill number one. Another walker with an automatic weapon sees him and goes to fire, but Negan already has the gun from the first guy and shoots him. Lucille now is covered in blood. It's a vampire bat. (laughs) Yeah, it is. He shoots the next guy with the automatic weapon, as I said. Uh, the biker who's beating the guy up in the chair, he's got another guy in there with him, right? He -hmm. does what every bad guy does. He sends him out to go die too. He's like, oh, go see what's happening. Well, you 
you know what's happening. People are getting shot. (laughs) (laughs) He hears the automatic weapon again, which means Negan took the automatic weapon from the other guy and shoots the third guy. Although when he comes into the bar, he only has the, the handheld, right? Yeah. Franklin now has his hands loose behind him. The biker has now walked away from the chair and is pointing a gun at the door. He fires uh, the glass out of the door so that Negan can easily walk in macho style, all badass with a gun. Very, very badass. Right? And conveniently for Negan, Franklin hits the biker over the head with a chair, which Negan didn't know, by the way. He just walked in. He had no way to know that the guy was like, he didn't like peek in and see him on the floor. He just walked in. So I'm calling bad writing bullshit. (laughs) He tells Franklin to go find his daughter and make sure she's okay. But did you notice at no point did he apologize? Like he wasn't going to let Franklin know he gave him up. But isn't Franklin smart enough to go, wait a minute. Negan's here. They found our location, brought us back to here. I would have thought Franklin would be like, hey, fucker, you ratted us out. Right? That's what I thought. We saved your ass and you ratted us out. Anyway, Negan says to the biker, by the way, Franklin tied his hands with the rope. Okay. Yep. Negan now gives him the death speech, the murder speech. The murder speech. He says, the last time we were here, you said I talked too much. He says, well, this time I have a lot to say and I'm about to get it off my chest. So you better hope I don't stop talking because when I do, something very terrible is going to happen to you. Love it. Right. Well, okay. He (laughs) says, you better hope I don't stop talking, but then says when I do, not if I do. So that's, that's basically like saying to him, you better hope I don't stop talking, but you know, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to kill you. He says, I never killed a man before tonight. I came close once and he tells the story of the guy beat up. He says, we're in my favorite bar, my favorite jukebox and our favorite, it was my favorite jukebox. Because it had our favorite song. You Are So Beautiful to Me by Joe Cocker. The greatest love song ever written. So he says this, this guy with, with this unbelievably memorable voice, a voice I'll never forget, was laughing loudly and talking. So my wife went over and said politely, could you lower yourself so I can hear our song? Now, he made it a point to say the guy had an unbelievably memorable voice. Yeah. Right? But he didn't kill the guy, right? He beat him to death. But he didn't he didn't beat him. He beat him almost to death. Right? He said the guy had an unbelievably memorable voice. Okay? Why would that be a plot point? Why mention that? Just to give us more of a uh, theater of the mind? No. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. You only mention that because someday that guy's going to show up again. Oh god. That, that, I believe that guy's going to come back and kill Negan or what? Uh, like, I feel like there's a, there's gotta be a reason you mentioned the guy has an unbelievably memorable voice and laugh. There has to be, there has to be, or if they ever show the story of the saviors, that guy's going to show up in the story of the saviors. That would make sense. Like he's going to be somewhere in, in a community and they're going to make him the first guy they kill. Like, you know what? I should have killed you the last time. I'm going to kill you now. Like the guy's going to go, hey, you're Negan. I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's got to yeah. be a reason they're planting that seed. That's my prediction. You're right. That, that makes complete sense now that you explain it. He says the guy continues to go on making noise. He says, let's just say uh, he, he chose poorly. 
he says to the guy, give me 50 cents so I can play that song again. You can shut the fuck up and my wife can enjoy the song. And he says, the guy came at me. He says, this is the part I really want you to pay attention to. He really sounded like lineup Negan at this point, right? From episode, from season seven. He did. He says, you know the expression you were seeing red? Well, that's all I saw was red when this guy came at me. I was actually like, it was like I was looking through blood. I beat the crap out of him, took his wallet, and uh, took a dollar bill, and I played the song twice. (laughs) Turns out the guy has kids that go to school where I teach gym. I get fired. This guy uh, sues me, and my wife has to pay his medical bills. He said, you see, nowadays, there's no consequences to seeing red. Back then, I was a bad man. But now, nobody's suing anybody. Nobody's getting fired. He said, nobody's keeping score now. Now when I see red, it's just a matter of what I'm capable of. Man, I hate to break it to you, but I'm starting to believe I'm capable of damn near everything. He points the bat right at the camera. You could see the blood dripping off of it. All I could hear was eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Right? Oh, yeah. And he says, this is for not killing me. And he smashes Ooh. the guy's head with, Luc- with the bat, with Lucille. Ooh. But only once, right? You don't get to see the... No, you don't, you don't see it. Right. Flash forward. Negan is still staring at the bat on the hill. The walker's right behind him. Like I predicted, he spins around and bashes the walker's head in and his bat splits down the middle. Because it's old and brittle. It is. It's very old. Cut to him talking. We think he's talking to the bat by the fireplace. They wanted you to think he was talking to the bat. He says, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you. I'm sorry you went out like that. Right? So you're thinking, he's talking to the bat. He's freaking talking to the bat. But then he says, I'm sorry I named the stupid baseball bat after you. Which, by the way, when they, well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we will. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I hope you found someone in the afterlife and you're screwing your brains out. He says, not really, but fair is fair. But fair is fair. <laughs> I miss you. I miss the shit out of you. And I'm going to do your fighting for you. And he's crying. Were you crying, Jamie? I was getting a little choked up. I'm not going to okay. lie. Okay. All right. Wait, I'm not going to play the Jamie's crying sound because okay. you won't cry. <laughs> anyway, he puts a towel over the end of the bat like a shroud. And he puts the bat in the fire. And I guess that's his way of finally saying goodbye to the bat. Finally saying goodbye to Lucille. Next we see him. He's walking back to Alexandria where coincidentally... Carol and Maggie and Herschel and Daryl are outside. Now, if you watch the scene again, you never see Daryl with the other people. And they yeah. don't show Daryl in the scene again. I think that he was there for like the filming for a split second. He, he didn't even speak, right? Right. Exactly. But they're never really in the shot with Carol and Negan. No, they're not. Right. I, and, and you know what? I thought that whole scene... Did he get paid a million dollars for that lit? I don't think so. I, I, you know what? That those I think they must have filmed that from episode one of the bonus episodes. Okay. When Daryl and Maggie and Herschel were together, right? When they that, went off, that makes sense. I have to watch the scene again. I didn't think they were all there at the same time. Maybe they were, but I got the impression they weren't. Anyway, he says, "What's going on? Why is the A team outside?" And she says, "We found some food and supplies at an army base." That Daryl found. Remember the army guys? Oh, yeah. I guess Daryl had the same thought we did, by the way. There must be an army base around. Carol <laughs> says, look, whatever we find, we'll bring you some stuff. And he says, listen, this whole situation is not going to work out. I was wondering if I could requisition a car and bring my stuff back. Carol doesn't bat an eye and says, we can see what we can do. I'll talk to Father Gabriel. 
But if you stay, she will kill you. She said, I didn't want your death on my conscience when I brought you oh to the cabin. God. She says, but now it's not. In other words, I gave you a shot, right? You, did, you didn't take it. And now so that you came back, are. I don't have to, your death is on you now. I'm yeah. out of here. I'm off. Like, here we are. Negan walks back into Alexandria with a shit-eating grin on, a shit-eating grin on his face. And he looks at Maggie. He keeps smiling. She looks at him like she wants him dead. Right? What the hell was that? I'm like, well, you better close your mouth, sir. <laughs> now, I was thinking, does that mean he's happy because he's, he's going to fight for his life and he feels like he's, he's in a good place? That right? looked like an evil smile. Right. Now, well, he discusses that particular smile on Talking Dead. A lot <laughs> of good stuff. But before we break down Talking Dead, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Chris Hardwick. I host Talking Dead and Talking Preacher and Talking and Talking Talking and Talking Things. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers, the only talking show I don't host. With David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, Talking Dead, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Hillary Burton Morgan, Yvette Nicole Brown, all with three names, and then... David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick, the uh, writer, with four names. Very long name. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone else realized that, but that's a lot of damn names. Three, 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 and four. <laughs> a lot of names. I do want to just mention one thing real quick before I forget. As of April 4th, the season premiere, as I mentioned last week, of Fear the Walking Dead is available to watch. Yes. As is the Talking Dead episode that goes along with it. Okay, Jamie and I have watched both. We cannot wait to talk about them next week. 
Can't say a damn thing about it. Other than they de- the episode, because we told you it was supposed to be the mid-season finale, definitely has a mid-season finale vibe to it. It delivered. That's all we're going to say. Yeah. Just know we're busting. But we're not going to say anything. Okay? <laughs> we are. Okay. Yvette Nicole Brown assumes the writer, um, and the, I'm sorry, she assumes, and the writer confirmed that Lucille killed herself the day Negan left. Right? So we talked about yes. that. Confirmed. Yes. Negan thought he needed to get revenge on the bikers because it was their fault. In actuality, it wasn't. He should have realized she was wearing the same clothing mm. six weeks later. But, you know, he's, he was all griefed up. He was whatever. in shock. He was in shock. Uh, JDM talked about how he never saw her in makeup until that scene. Um, she talked about the bag being on her head. In the in memoriam, we see that Lucille Smith died. So confirming it is their name. They weren't in somebody else's house. Uh, or that the mailbox belonged to, you know, anybody else. So it's Negan Smith. Doesn't sound right. It's like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. It feels, feels wrong. He's like Seal, one name. <laughs> right, just just Negan. Right. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown asked Jeffrey Dean Morgan if that shit-eating grin was in the script or not, and he said, don't read too much into it. Um, what if What if he's just proud of who he is now, and we'll see how the survivors accept that or don't? And the writer confirmed it was not in the script. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan said he filmed the scene both ways and they decided to keep the smile. So it wasn't in the script. It didn't have a meaning. He decided to do a take like that. They liked it. Read into it what you will. I feel like there's so much meaning behind it. (laughs) Yes. Hillary Burton Morgan admitted the last bullet was that she used to save Negan was actually going to be used on herself. Hmm. Um, Yvette Nicole Brown thinks the only way Maggie will forgive him is if he saves Herschel, right? If somehow, you know, he saves Herschel from walkers or whatever. Yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan chimed in and said, I don't think that would help either. She's never going to sit down with me and let me explain myself. She's never going to watch this episode of Here's Negan. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the writer went on to list a whole bunch of Easter eggs. You should definitely watch the episode. I'm not going to tell you everything. But he did mention the Half Moon shirt, the Night of the Living Dead dialogue, and um, uh, the Iron Maiden flag. She asks Negan to play music. He puts on a song from Return of the Living Dead. So that was another Easter egg. Yep. Jeffrey Dean Morgan said, I have another Easter egg for you. The name of the team I coached. Apparently there was a baseball hat somewhere in the episode. And the logo was the Savior's. So Whoa, the name of the yes. baseball... Now, that's a weird name for a Little League team. The Savior. It's not... That's not a team name you'd give a Little League team. So... No, it's not. I understand that was an Easter egg, but that's not... You know. The question from the audience was from Esteban. Esteban with a V. He said, Would Lucille have been a co-leader of the Saviors had she survived? Which I thought was a decent question, finally. And better he- than who does dog like better? Right. <laughs> right. And Hillary Burton Morgan said, in her opinion, Lucille would have been the leader, but she would have had Negan as the figurehead. So yeah. she would have made the decisions, but he would have gone uh, out and done all the killing and, and been the tough guy out there. Now, with that said, you brought something to my attention I was not aware of. I so, can't believe that you missed this. <laughs> okay, so let me tell you what it is. I'm going to read a tweet I sent out after watching the episode, okay? Yes. All right, let me see if I can find it. Because finding it is half the battle. Okay, I tweeted out, just watched Here's Negan with at J.D. Morgan, at Hillary Burton. Uh, so good. 
uh, by the way, I wrote Morgan, Hillary Burton Morgan, but her yeah. Twitter is at Hillary Burton. So good, touching, sad, powerful. You will root for Negan. And I tagged all the shows, all the hashtags, all that. So Jamie says to me, how excited are you that Jeffrey Dean Morgan liked your tweet? Yeah. I said, I, I wasn't aware he liked my tweet. <laughs> she said, I'll send you a screenshot. And she sent it instantly. I already had it. Which means she already had it. She's been saving a screenshot for three days. No, never, thought, never sent I it to me. It. Never sent me the screenshot. Never said, how cool is that? So was really probably more happy for herself that J.D. Morgan liked the tweet of her co-host and never bothered telling me. I honestly, you never miss a beat on Twitter. So I really thought you were going to be I like, know, oh, I but know. wouldn't you have tweeted me three days ago? How cool is I, that? I only saw it today. I, okay. Well, I, but you didn't tell me. Well, I did today. I only found it today. And then I did tell you. Yeah. Today. Well, okay. How cool. Yes. And I thought for sure you're going to be like, oh yeah, old news. I don't always <laughs> like, I don't always look to see who liked my tweets. Well, I saw the blue check. I'm like, wait, what? And I went back. I'm like, holy shit. JDM liked your tweet for real. Oh, I thought you meant the blue check next to my name. Sorry, name drop. Oh, no. Well, you sorry, both of you have blue checks. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> so two people liked the tweet as of the time of the screenshot. Jeffrey Dean Morgan and our faithful listener Lonnie. Oh, we love you, Lonnie. Now Lonnie not only wants a Walking Dead shirt. I'm sorry. Uh, a fear. I'm sorry. Lonnie not only wants a Walkers and Talkers shirt, but Lonnie. Posted a picture of himself wearing one of the new Brooklyn Boys merchandise shirts. I saw that. Getting on a motorcycle. Lonnie whoa, riding the motorcycle. <laughs> Very nice. And if you'd Love like it. to be like Lonnie and get a Brooklyn Boys shirt, you know you can always go to brooklynboys.bigcartel.com. That's brooklynboys.bigcartel.com. Check out the merchandise. Where Skiri says he will allow the Walkers and Talkers shirts to sell as long as we sell his other podcast shirts also. And I said, oh, that, well, that's fair. I said, no. Oh, you said no. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you why. Because this is an iHeart radio podcast, as is the Brooklyn Boys. Yeah. And both of them are under the Elvis Duran show banner. His other podcast is not on iHeart radio. And his oh, co host, who I happen I to like very much, Cher, is not an iHeart employee. So I said, eh, not really, a, not really in the family. So oh, I, I, I get it now. So that then he said, nice. okay, then no walkers and talkers. And I said, okay, that's fine. So he does a, a podcast. Uh, it's relationships and pop culture called speaking volumes, which is excellent, but it's, you have to search for it. So go, yeah. go search for it. It's worth it's and, and they also do a video component so you can watch it as well. No more plugging Scary's podcast. I'm done. <laughs> okay, I'm done. done now. Okay. Any last thoughts on here's Negan, the six bonus episodes and uh, our four month break. And our one week break until we can talk about fear. Uh, no, I mean we're we're not gonna have any time. We have we're gonna be diving right into the next show like, yeah. this week. So yeah, fear. I, I kind of like that because there were so many months of nothing. Now we have everything coming at us. Right. Although th- we don't have to watch the episode this week because we've already seen it. No, we did. Our, we already watched it. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's good. Oh, we it. can talk. Can we talk about one thing? Yeah. We found out in Talking Dead that we watched for next week's fear. That the girl who plays Dakota, Ginny's little sister, yeah, her real name, I don't know why I didn't notice this, but her real name is, um, do you remember her real name? Something Coletti. Yeah, Zoe Coletti. <laughs> Zoe Coletti. She's the sister of Ian Coletti from Preacher, who played Arsface. 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 You do that too good. Arsface. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, isn't it great? I could do walkers and ass face. Yeah, I mean, our face, our face. So um, uh, I'll have to play the uh, the if I ha- I don't have I don't know if I have it. I must have it somewhere. I do the uh, the ID of of him uh, next episode when we break down the episode. I'll play. Oh, yeah, I'll play definitely. the ID. But we had him on our podcast to talk about. He was great, right? We bumped into him at Jingle Ball at Z 100s Jingle Ball in New York, and I was like, "Oh my god, we, we love you!" And he's like, "Oh, I'll be I'm from Jersey. I'll come on the podcast." And he came in studio. Yeah. Yeah, he did. great. I probably can't just text him and ask if we could talk to his sister because probably there's bigger rules with The Walking Dead than there were for Preacher. Mm. Like, you can't just reach out. But I, I, may t- I may text him and say, hey, your sister's great on fear. And just be like, oh, cool, man. That's great. That's my sister. He also follows us on Instagram and Twitter so we could, like, slide into it. Right. And by the way, if you don't watch, if you haven't watched Preacher, it's a great show, you might be wondering what the hell I'm doing making this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah we haven't talked about Preacher in a while. So his his face is actually, he shot himself in the mouth. And so when they put him back together, his mouth looks like a butthole. And he, an talk, he talks like this. He's like, yeah. I am a face. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so the Coletti family, good to know they're still working. And AMC is, <laughs> is hiring them left and right. They are. They are. Like all the Henry, the Henry Sophia family members. Oh my God. The Lynn's family. The, yeah. Of, the Henry, Henry and employed. Sophia. Yep. Yeah. Two Henry's and a Sophia. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, if that's the case and we're all done, I'm going back to my vacation, which means well, Jamie, enjoy. it's time. What time is it? It's, it's time, time to, to shut this shit, shit down. down. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.